From the heart of the city to the outer edges of the Beltway and beyond, this is the District of Misfits Show. The drinking show with a podcast problem. This is your guide into our unique and beautiful city. The good, the bad, the ugly, as well as the funny and straight-up ridiculous. Told by us before someone tells it for us. The opinions expressed on this show are our own, and we make no apologies. Good job, Bill. Good job, Bill. Good job, Bill. <laughs> Every show. Every show. Still muted. I had so many questions. I had so many questions. And they were all unheard. I'm taking a step for each time I tried to speak during... Uh, my boo, my boo, my boo. What do you us? Uh, Anyways, you do? go ahead. And welcome, heathens, to another episode of the District of Misfits show, the drinking show with the podcast problem, the podcast for the rest of us. I am Crushing Boo. Happy to be here with you on this lovely Sunday evening with my cohorts, Marcus Val, and special guest John Stanton. Uh, ooh, ooh. What's up, everybody? How y'all hey, doing? Go. Fantastic. Yeah. Got my mad dog with me already this week, so I'm good to go. So I don't have a regular mad dog spot. I'm been like I'm drinking some I'm drinking a big ass bottle of sangria and I got some some flying dog. Uh no, mm-hmm. this is a flying dog? Yeah. Uh waiting in the fridge afterwards. But uh anyways. I got, I got cheap vodka and mad dog, so I'm cool. Standard business as usual. Oh, this is usual. Five times oh, filtered cheap vodka. I'm drinking uh, Mezcal Union. Oh, very, very good. Very, very good Mezcal. Keeping it sophisticated in here, John. Some little light. It's nice yeah. when he's the bougie one. Val, Val's still on the Bud Light train, as, as right. per usual. Bud Bud Light and the dog. Right on. Well, yeah. So if y'all, uh, if it's your first time tuning in, we appreciate you. Happy to have y'all here. I'm uh, sorry. Please- like and share um, on all your favorite social media platforms. Uh, recommend us to your friends. Uh, join us. Uh, jump in the comments. Let us know you're here. Let us know you're out there. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the District of Misfits, on Twitter at DC Misfits. We have YouTube channel. Go there. Like us. Watch our videos. They're great for putting on in the background while you do everyday mundane boring ass shit um twitch district of misfits and go to crushingdc.com and purchase our wares and support us in that way because we are giving you all of this for free anyways um like i said how's it how's it going marcus um what's what's new with you this week new with me this week not really i think it was a standard week the fucking rain and snow fucking suck i'm kind of over that shit I, got, I think I almost died like two or three times this week trying to walk down the street. When you sent the message about entering and exiting the studio, I knew it was it was serious. Cause... Yo, so I'm getting ready to go to work. And I fucking hit the AstroTurf and just fucking did a flip and landed on my ass. So I figured if you were coming by the studio, your big ass would have probably broke something. Oh, see, man, I, I, I'm so because I'm because I'm so big when it comes to like slippery shit, I walk like a pigeon. I walk like an old <laughs> man. I'm like low knees bent. I walk like a broken hockey player. 
<laughs> wide stance and just like it's it, a very yeah like everything hurts which is very gingerly but um i still manage yeah. to bust my ass walking to work me. usually takes me like 10 minutes it took me like 25 because i was baby stepping that shit yeah john you down in new orleans so tell us what's going on down there you guys uh it's mug, man. It's like fucking thirty-five degrees right now, some shit. Which is, which yeah. Here, I mean, I heard people say this all the time that like it's a dry heat or it's a dry cold or that's swampy as shit. (laughs) Yeah, no, for real. Like the cold here is is not like it is in DC. Like in DC, Uh, thirty-five, you can kind of handle it, right? Like I mean, especially if you go outside, it's like whatever because your house has got insulation. (laughs) <laughs> no insulation at all like there's none under the floors part of my some of the floors you can see through the hardwood down the- oh yeah i didn't even really think about that like yeah you're yeah, definitely not fun. building you're not building shotguns down there with the intent of like <laughs> keeping them warm in the winter time like well, and also if you put in insulation like i like i thought about putting insulation under the floor at my house we're talking about i talked to my landlord about it and she was like, no, man, you can't do that because uh, the house is four foot off the ground just because it floods. And um, it would get real, it would, it would retain all the moisture. And uh, then you get termites. Oh, yeah. Like that, so. Yeah, you just have that nasty, moldy fiberglass shit going on under under. Yeah, and the walls, I found out, because my back wall is kind of fucked up. And, and uh, uh, they pulled out part of the drywall and there's nothing in there but rotted out wood so yeah yeah it's cold it sucks but also there's a pandemic so you don't go nowhere no way i mean unless you're an asshole like going out to like forever or something like that but only assholes go out right now did you just have to yell at the children what did you just have to yell at the children did i just have to yell at the kids yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm a i'm a pretty Pretty easy going, Dad. But yeah, I told him, you know, it's podcast time. You gotta like <laughs> chill. They were they were like doing battle. They had like cushions and shit up underneath their fucking clothes, and were like, they each had one boxing glove, and was just like, yeah, reached, you should have recorded that shit. They've reached that 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 stage. Like, you know, I don't know. Maybe sometimes I feel like you know, some of these precious moments, I just want to keep them all to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else is showing their kids doing everything on the internet. I'm just like, no, nah. I'm, I'm, I'm greedy. I'm mad greedy. Are we listening? Listen. Are we listening? So, somebody are... asked a question on Twitch about Howard Stern's penis. What? Yeah, don't worry about it. How come no one respects how Howard Stern's penis anymore? Are Are we getting trolled on Twitch already? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> we got how many? We got like twelve followers on Twitch, and what? Three yeah. of them. Who is one of them? Or three of the three of the trolls. <laughs> like, what the, okay, um, I'll take it. Trolls are a good thing. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm I'm totally into the concept of people hate watching. Oh that, yeah, that, 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 that's very exciting to me. So. I mean, that's what we did to the Super Bowl last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hate watching the shit out of the Super Bowl. That was a great time. That was a great time. And to everybody who sat there and watched us hate watch, we really appreciate you. Like, it'd be great if someone hate watched us hate watching. Yeah. That's, that fun. That's what I'm really pushing for. Maybe next year. We hate watch it year. so badly that uh, I don't remember most of it. Brady I had a stomach few. 
Some yeah. of you. <laughs> yeah, that is so fuck yeah, some of you. I forgot about that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wow, brutal. Um, are we doing safe words, y'all? Are we doing safe words? Yeah, why not? Stan, you're a guest. You get to go first. I'm not a, like just saying. Should are there any rules to safe words? Or is it just like safe words? One we single word. Use, we, yeah, one single word. We don't use proper names. Oh wow! Uh, one single word, huh? Yeah. Uh, proper. proper. <laughs> you say pop. You popper? say Cockburn? Popper. 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 Oh, like. Popper. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> Marcus, you want to go next? Camel toe. Camel toe. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Compound word. Very, very good. Val? Can I use some of you? Some of you, I'm going to let it ride. <laughs> it's all one word. It is not a proper name. It falls within in the rules. Um, man, now I got to, how am I going to outdo some of you? <laughs> like, I don't know. How about, uh, you have faith? Um, I'm going for, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with sirloin. Sirloin. I'm going to sirloin. I, had, I made a pot roast for dinner tonight. I'm feeling very beefy. Okay. So successfully made a pot roast. I didn't fuck it up in the... I made it, it, in the it. I made it in the Instapot. And nice. I managed to not fuck it up. And I got my kids to eat like some like medium like rare red meat, which is, may or may not be a good thing. I don't know. So, Boo, since you now can read the comments on your own, go ahead and look at the, the Twitch... Oh uh, shit! Remember how many? Let I was me know seven, if you want. Let me know seven if you days old. <laughs> Ronnie, the limo driver, raided the Capitol from behind with a <laughs> plug. All right, Mister Wall, Walmart Wi-Fi. Uh, happy to have you on board. <laughs> <laughs> a level of chaos that I wasn't planning for, but in one hundred percent. I'm just gonna mad dog the shit out of it already. Just yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Keep them coming. So um. So yeah, we got like a kind of a loose itinerary. We're gonna talk about this gorilla girl, gorilla glue girl. I feel like gorilla girl is racist. We'll call her the gorilla, gorilla glue. Because yeah, it is. Right there. Yeah, I think Marcus, did you write those notes? No. <laughs> Damn it, that. Can't blame the white guy. Expect better from you. <laughs> At least uh, I can't spell. Shit. We're gonna talk about drunk ass Tom Brady because that apparently is something that needs to be discussed. And then we're gonna talk about. We can talk about the theater, the theater on the hill, the theater on the hill that we all just, I don't know, can't seem to get enough of. Though I really went off this ride. I ignored it a little bit. I pulled the cord many times and the bus driver still will not stop. I don't understand. Hi, Um, Sheena. And yeah, we're going to like, we're going to delve into the world that is, that is John. John Stanton. Well, it is the John Stanton show tonight. That Today, is this is this is the, the title of this episode is episode sixty nine point seven, the John Stanton show. <laughs> so, um, for those of you who do not know, um, actually, John, why don't you go ahead and tell tell, tell tell people a little bit about yourself? Uh, I am um, fuck man, I don't know, I. I used to live in D.C. I grew up in the D.C. area. 
Uh, I uh, was there my entire life until about five years ago, more or less. I guess a couple years in college, I wasn't there, but then after college for about a year, then uh, yeah, most of my life I was there. Then uh, DC uh, got a little complicated for me <laughs> and uh, also got a little bit played out. Um, small, and, it got really small and really complicated. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I had a crazy person chasing me and buzzing shit and yelling at me constantly. Nice. Yeah. And then also, but also like I, you know, I, uh, I was, a, I, a, this is my 24th year as, as a reporter actually, which I figured out the other day. Cause one of my, one of my, uh, employees, she's, she's not even 24. So I've been oh. Wow. <laughs> How does that feel, bro? <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll be honest, like, like when I graduated from high school, like I was definitely not anticipating going to pass 40. So like I'm, I'll be 47 on Friday. So I feel pretty good about it all in all. But so I moved down here to New Orleans um, about four and a half years ago now. And uh, I uh, am now the editor of our version of the city paper. It's called Gambit. I and love the Gambit. Gambit. Yeah, it's a it's a fun newspaper to work for. It's it's like city paper. Like, like city paper was always yeah. kind of interesting to me because of it's like, like they ignored so much, like studiously ignored Congress and like all of that shit. And we're like, nah, we're here just for the local people, you know? And Gambit, its tradition is very similar. Like it's very, very, very locally focused, but like because so much of what locals, unlike DC where like a lot of local people do work in politics, but we just don't ever want to talk about that shit when you're off the clock, right? Here, so many people are involved in like the bar industry or food or music or art that um, you know you can't avoid it, right? And it's part of who we are as a culture down here. So mm -hmm. uh, we about a lot of that kind of stuff. So uh, if you're not from here and you ever like are coming here, definitely pick us up and read so, it. I mean, when I moved there, that was the one thing that actually helped me learn the city was that yeah. paper, like where to go, where to eat, where to hang out, like what shows were playing. So. Yeah, this is the, the this is the 40th anniversary year of Jesus. the of the paper. I know, right? And ah, uh, <laughs> we still publish a, a physical paper, which is very rare for all weeklies. You very got to, man. Like, you got to keep that alive. I feel like we're trying. It's hard. It's very, very hard. I mean, we have a very small staff. There's like there's four of us, five, five of us basically right. that do all the editorial work, and then there's a, some advertising people. We got a great production staff. But how many how many papers a week are you all printing? Uh, I'm not sure of the number of physical papers. I'm not actually sure. It's down. It's down even further as a result of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, right. Like, yeah. We're, we're yeah. Bars and shit like that, and like there's no bars that are open really. So like. Right. Uh, yeah. Where's, where's the office located? It is uh, in the like CBD warehouse okay. area, like on Camp Street. Makes, uh, makes sense. Uh, I mean, we all, we've all been, I started in July and uh, I've been, we've all pretty much been working from home more or less. Mm -hmm. most of the pandemic, so it's nice though. It's nice to have a job because man, I, I was unemployed for a year and a half. Uh, before. Right. And, yeah. I mean, and you were free, you were doing freelance. You were on the road for a while. Like you spent a lot of time like well, Mexico. I, mean, I thought about this the other, like, like Christmas time because uh, at Christmas, like that was a year since I see my mom. And, um, you know, I spent probably about 70% of my time over the last eight years on the road. 
like I was never when I even when I was living in DC, I wasn't really home that much back then. And yeah. uh, when I was living here, I definitely wasn't. And uh, then I got laid off, and I wasn't traveling that much, but I would travel a fair amount. I come to DC pretty regularly, um, and I was doing some freelance stories about the border, so I'd go down there. Um, and uh, but this is the first time that like I've spent like an entire 365 days in one place. Um, nice probably in my entire life I mean, since i was a child maybe but like you know like like not even farthest i've gone was uh two weekends ago my 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 partners that i'm like you know like we're in my quarantine pod that i would I hang out with once a week you know uh we went out to one of our friends dad has a our, our father-in-law has a uh a cabin out in mississippi which sounds scary as fuck if you're not from yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, and it is a little bit scary for real, it's Mississippi, but uh, it's beautiful. It was like, it was, there was like four of us there, like, you know, and it's only like an hour away. And that is the farthest I've gone since uh, I went to Cuba for New Year's last year. Nice. Yeah, I try so, to avoid Mississippi as much as possible. It's really pretty, man. It's really, really beautiful. I don't care. It's scary there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a complicated estate. Like, there's a lot of really good people in Mississippi. <laughs> can't, complicated. Like... Algebra is complicated. Mississippi's just racist, bro. Like, it's yeah. just like. Well, but the thing is that, like, there's a lot of that. I mean, like, a huge part. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know that it's like that. It's half, but it's damn near half. Probably is black. So, like, being like fuck Mississippi, you're like fuck all those black people that are living in Mississippi. Like just condemning them to just the bullshit, which is not a great. Uh, wow, you were getting roasted in the comments, bro. <laughs> 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 they're just <laughs> they're shots fired, and everybody is just. Have I told you? Have I told you guys about the time that uh, that the, I got heckled for for being on Richard Maddow when I was here? No. Oh yeah, no. Who heckled it, you? This is like a You're usually the one doing the heckling, like. <laughs> This is like in 2015, I was walking down the street, uh, going down to the French Quarter to go meet Kelly Sheeran, who was my old school friend who was a bartender in DC. Uh, and uh, I walked past this bar and uh, I think it was the Lafitte's, I'm not sure though. And uh, there was like a hundred gay men in the place to like, was packed. And they all, one of them sees me and yells at the top of his lungs, oh my God, there goes Rachel Maddow's bear. And all <laughs> start catcalling me and yelling at me and shit when I'm walking down the street. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it was not awesome. It was very embarrassing. I was just like, I turned purple. Wait, were they, <laughs> they like in, into the fact that you were on Maddow or they were like calling oh, me? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Goddamn liberal shit. Oh, no, no, no. These were not, these were not like anti-Maddow guys. These were... All right, all right. Just, I needed context. I needed, I needed that context. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like I, I feel like with all the shit that's like been going on, I really am glad that you're on here because like you spent a lot of time as a journalist dealing with, you know, the government and whatnot. And so like you have like this whole I feel like you have this take where you can kind of like you can go down to you can go down and spend five years in New Orleans and like still have like a pretty firm grasp on you know what's what's going on up here because i'm sure you still talk to to some people and whatnot um yeah we're i feel like we're totally just gonna skip over like this this one just, fucking it is the john stanton show so. silly ass thing but like 
I have a question though. I mean, you know, I do my research for each of these shows, and uh, I want to know. I pulled some pictures up, John. I want to know what's going on here. Oh, that's I... on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's on the internet, John. That's what was chasing me around DC. Why I love, bro. That's that's the that's the old <laughs> that's the old ex, dude. Why you why you why you bringing up old I shit, bro? Know. Why you what's going on here, man? That's the crazy that was chasing me around DC. That's bro. that's that's. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, all right. On a lighter note, that was my that was my honeymoon. I like this picture. Oh, so that's the devil's penis. The devil's penis, yeah. Talk to us. Yeah. Let's, let's, that's what that's called. That is a that's a, a, a fungus from uh, the Amazon. I was in, I was I went to uh, uh, the headwaters of the Amazon River in uh, Ecuador, and uh, I stayed. There was this cool, um, this woman that I was dating at the time. She and I were like looking to go to the Amazon or the Andes or whatever, like, like in that area, like in Ecuador, and we decided to look into places to stay. And we didn't want really to want to go to a ecotourism place because that's always run by some like white lady named like crystal and like you know and like, <laughs> just like take advantage of the local people in the local space right she found uh because at the time there was like kind of spanish google spanish language google and like the english language google and we searched for shit on english language google and we couldn't find them but she was argentine and she found on the spanish language side an advertisement for um this this company that was run by these local Quechua Indians because um, they also realized that ecotourism was a bunch of garbage so they were like why don't we just do this ourselves and get money for our village and so what you do is you go down there to a town called uh, Tina in the Amazon which is it's in the middle of fucking nowhere bro. it is just nowhere in, in the Amazon and uh, we met this kid and he uh, took a bus for a couple of hours to a river like to the Amazon River, basically, it's not called the Amazon there. It's it's far enough up and small enough that it's not really called the Amazon. They, they just call it the river. The <laughs> <laughs> canoe for like an hour up the river. It's just the motherfucking river. And we stayed at their village for like uh, like four or five days, and uh, like hung out with them and kind of like learned about like what it's like in the Amazon, more or less, right? And like. That was one of the things that they have. Uh, and he said, he was like, this is always very popular with all the, the tourists that come. And he like picks up this giant thing. And I was like, that looks like the devil's dick. And he was like, that is exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> what do they use it for? And what exactly is it? Is it food? Is it a food? No, you don't eat it. I think it has, as I recall, it's been, this has been by that picture it's been years if you put it in your mouth it'll make you feel funny though there's been a lot of poppers ago so i'm not positive better be careful new orleans yo marcus bing that shit what does the devil's penis do to you (laughs) there is there is a die with that in your search history (laughs) (laughs) yo bing we're waiting on that check bro waiting on that check any day now Yo, so um, wait a second. In the comments here, there's apparently a bear story. I feel like have I heard the bear story? There was a request about getting uh, about getting uh, heckled. I think. I think. Oh, okay. Is that you were? Uh, He's talking about sex bear things. Yeah. I don't know. Sheena is like, tell the bear story. Sheena <laughs> wants you to tell the bear story. So I'm assuming Sheena, Sheena, Sheena knows that you know what the bear story is. I think it was the one I just told about about the uh, bar, the guys at the bar yelling at me. Oh, we all remember when Stan had hair. 
You don't remember that really, dude. Oh, you do. Yeah, you do. Vaguely. I was there on the tail end of the hair phase. Yeah. Well, no, no. You saw two times, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's kind of scary looking, man. That can't be that can't be good for you. <laughs> good luck. Put that on a salad. Slice that up on a salad. <laughs> this is del- what is this? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, the internet. Oh, I don't know where that one. I mean, there's a lot of them, Sheena. I gotta tell you though. But... So many. Oh wait, wait, oh well, there was the guys that one time. Do you remember uh like if you Google my name, <laughs> you Google me, hey, is John Clinton gay? Like some real fucked up shit comes up, and uh, there, there's a, uh, uh, there's a, there's definitely an entry that like I like Rachel Maddow and I have kind of talked about on her, on her side. No, it wasn't on Reddit. It was on the, it was on. I don't know, Sheena. Damn. <laughs> hey, see, I try to tell Marcus he doesn't. He, he like. Oh, I think I think it was, but yeah. If you Google, there's, gonna be, there's a thing gonna called be... a leather pig, which is really disturbing. A leather pig? Yeah, it looks like somebody that's getting rotisserie fucked. You know, what I'm saying? like oh, is that okay? Is that? I didn't know what it was, but somebody said that, that was what I was into, and I asked Rachel Maddow about that one time. I was like, "What's a, a leather pig?" And she was like, "Oh, you sweet child." Did <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she pat you on the head and bless her heart? You? <laughs> She's like, when you're like, yo, did you, did you know her back in the day, boo, when she was a bike messenger in DC? So what's funny is I don't, I didn't know her personally, but I, there, the first time I ever saw her on her show, I was like, there's something eerily familiar about her, and I realized that like we didn't know each other, but like she definitely had like come into places that I worked and was like. You know, I've seen yeah, I probably yeah, that's I'm a leather sure pig. I, I'm sure I carted her <laughs> a few times. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, yeah, yeah, her and Car- her and Vader knew each other because when she told me that she was a bike messenger, I was like, well, I mean, how much of a bike messenger were you? Like, were you, did you do it once or like? And, yeah, there's various degrees of 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 messenger. Yeah. Like, you can't like. There's tons of people that did it for like a summer. Yeah, her, she, they, did it, they did it for a season and like you she know lived a, she lived in a group house on capitol hill like on on like third street this is like 1992 oh, so, wow. so she's been here for a while in dc she was yeah back then she was only there well she was there for like two or three years she's right after high school i think but she lived yeah. there which was crazy because i was like because i asked i was like oh do you know gator she was like yeah and i was like well that guy's dead oh, oh rest yeah. in peace gator <laughs> oh dude like this was like wasn't it like this time last year or no uh a couple years it's been like it's been since i was in dc cheers he was a good dude kept me from getting killed a couple times (laughs) it's always a good friend oh yeah one time me and uh crazy ass joe got into a fight this is before me and joe were friends and uh he he was pulled a fucking u-lock out of his fucking pants and a bunch of other bike messengers who I did not know were standing behind him, and they all pulled out locks, and I was just like, fuck. You love justice, man. You love justice. And Gator was, like, upstairs at this house party, and he, like, opened up the window and started yelling at them and was like, leave that man alone. He's my boy. <laughs> you can't be fucking with him. And that was the end of that. Literally saved my life. Gator saved my life. <laughs> Yo. Yo, actually, it's, uh, yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe passed in 2020. Did he really? Yeah, dude. 
oh my god like we, I, I remember being in quarantine and having like drinks with uh priscilla about it like oh like, i didn't even know that yeah man and well, it wasn't covid but it was like late, it was late 2000 right uh, 2020 i mean i want to yeah it was a, i mean we're coming up on a year i feel like we're coming up on a year of a lot of things with this fucking uh, shutdown and shit dude like you know yeah so no mardi gras how's i mean how are people handling they're losing uh, how, their mind probably um i mean so here's the thing about it right is it like is that, that marcus <laughs> put that put that white people shit down <laughs> Take, yeah there you go like yeah. where's, the, where's the pictures of the cruise oh yeah actually oh yeah shannon thank you for that shout out to uh rest in peace to joe englert uh he's we're coming up on uh we lost uh one of the one of the big hunt people over over the sp- course of 2020 but yeah um mardi gras dude like what's what's everybody doing so so the mardi gras is an interesting situation because like it's like i don't know like basically everybody here kind of got used to the idea that we probably wasn't going to happen really and then they announced that they were canceling all of like the carnival parades a couple weeks beforehand right and during mardi gras and so People were like, that's fine, whatever. And, and uh, there are these really creative people who got together. This woman on Twitter once, like literally one day was like, we should just like decorate our houses like uh, Mardi Gras floats. And then that'll be Mardi Gras. And they created an entire new crew that is international. They have people in Dubai. They have that's awesome. In the Netherlands. Yeah, these are some of them, yeah. And uh, it's like a very creative, awesome way of... Um, doing Mardi Gras. And like, on the one hand, there's a lot of that going on, right? Like, like people are finding creative and interesting ways to celebrate. And uh, on Tuesday, there'll be a lot of like that, like people walking around looking at these houses. That's fucking awesome, oh, man. God, yeah, so that's they call them house floods. Yeah, they call them house floods. Yeah, I'm loving everything about it, dude. That's so yeah. dope. Then the mayor who, so when, the, when, when coronavirus first started, the mayor was very good. Like, she was great. Like, Right before St. Patrick's or St. Patrick's Day this uh, 2020 was on this weekend that is called um, Super Sunday in New Orleans, which is the biggest day. Well, not the biggest day, but it's one of the biggest days certainly in, in Black New Orleanian culture. And it's when like the Indian uh, 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 crews, the Black masking Indians, go out and they they march right. And it's the like it's a huge deal, right? Like. People, thousands, thousands and thousands of people are out in the streets, right? And the Indians come out and they dance and they and they parade and like it's a big party. And you know that weekend, just the day before, we're St. Patrick's Day, so white people were going to have their sh- their crazy ass shit, black people were going to have their crazy ass shit. The whole city was going to be bananas, right? And a uh, couple like like four days before, the mayor was like, "Yo, there's a pandemic. We got people that have, that have died already that lived here." We're canceling St. Patrick's Day. We're canceling Super Tuesday or Super Sunday. We're we're canceling everything. And uh, Monday is the last day the bars are going to be open for a while, right? And um, you know they they shut down the bars, and then a week by the end of that week they shut the entire city down. Everybody was told to stay home, and for like two months everybody stayed home, didn't leave really, except for like walked in store or whatever, right? Like it was fucking nuts. And then since then. So like she kept this up for a while, but then eventually the tourism industry got upset, and um, they basically forced her 
to start promoting New Orleans as a state because we we did what no one thought was going to happen. New Orleans was, was supposed to be become the like worst place in the state in the country for Florida. And like, like when, when the virus first like hit and the pandemic first started, everybody was like, "Well, New York is going to hit really hard right now." But New Orleans has had its its early in, in infection rate has gone so fast, so high, and it's New Orleans. They're going to just be a dead dead wasteland there, right? And we did everything we were supposed to do here. People, local people, worked really very hard. Um, and because it's a black city, I think a lot of it, right? It's like. Everybody knew people that were dying, like every fucking day at the beginning. There were just people dying. The whole family would have died from coronavirus here. I mean, it's bananas. And so the city responded. But then the mayor basically started telling the tourists to come and using the fact that it was safe because we had lowered the curve uh, and, and brought it under control as a way to sell it, right? And and the tourism industry was selling it that way. And what they've done is every time there's a big group of tourists here, there's a big outbreak in the city and a bunch of people get sick and somebody dies and it's just, and then they shut down the city again. And so what's ended up happening is that like, we are essentially working for free for the fucking tourism industry, right? Like all of us are like un unpaid employees of the fucking hotels, right? Like, and, and we're not getting nothing for it except for more grief and pain. And like, we get to Mardi Gras and there's these two sets of rules, like tourists never get arrested. They never get their shit put like broken up. Whereas like locals, if you have 10 people standing in an intersection watching a band play on the corner outside, the cops will roll up on you and make everybody go home. And so we get to Mardi Gras and instead of like doing what they should have done, which is like three or four months ago said, New Orleans is closed, no one come here. We don't want you until it is safe. And then when you come and it's safe, we're gonna party and blow your fucking mind off and like you're gonna have the tattoos in the home. It's gonna be amazing, right? They didn't do that, uh, and so instead of the, we, us being in a place where like bars could stay kind of open in some kind of capacity, we could have some kind of freedom to move around during Mardi Gras, uh, uh, you know, specifically on Fat Tuesday on Mardi Gras. What you got is you got the city shut down, and you got like thousands of tourists here who are just like wandering around neighborhoods. Like every couple of hours, there'll be like a big ass group of tourists that walk down my street because they ain't got no place to go. That's just and so. Walking in my neighborhood is beyond me, and it's dark. They don't get shot. I mean, I've been to your house, dude. Like you, you are not in a touristy spot. Like you, you, you live in a neighborhood. Like, I mean, there's a bunch of there are a bunch of Airbnbs on my on my block now, but like, uh, oh, I don't doubt, I don't doubt that. But like, you're, you're, I'm saying as far as like tourist trap spots, yeah. like you don't have you don't have a whole lot of that going going on the bars that are that are by my house from from where I'm at right now rhythm and uh the hangover are not places the tourists are allowed to go yeah, to. the hangover <laughs> oh man I was gonna say I bet you some of the local spots down there they're like oh uh, nah, nah. well, I don't I mean yeah I don't go in those places yeah uh, I mean I I I, just, I I hope not I would imagine but so so I think what's gonna end up happening uh, on Tuesday ultimately is that like a, we're lucking out a little bit because it's so cold. Like, it's supposed to be 20 degrees Tuesday morning. So, so Tuesday, it's going to be fucking freezing here. Y'all are not prepared for that shit at all. See, no, I, I try to go to New Orleans every winter because it's fucking warm. Yeah. Not, 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 like, this is about the time I go. Yeah. That's I mean, like, oh, a lot of people. That's why there's motherfuckers wandering around his neighborhood right now because they, they're uh, like, bro. yeah. 
So, I will say, one at, like a couple years ago when I went there, it was it was the first year that like the uh, the pipes froze and shit in like twenty some years. We weren't allowed I to mean, drink the water. I, mean, I was, was down like there. I was down there a little over a year ago. Stayed at John's, and it was, you know, it was sixties. 70 it was like it was like mid 60s kind of overcast it was a little rainy while we were here there was like kind of windy one day you know but like pretty you know weather decent weather what i would consider decent weather for january in in, and down down there but like if 20s 20s i mean i still get weather alerts and shit from down there so when i see that there's like a potential freeze alert going on in new orleans i'm like yo you know shit's just fucked up. I, marcus we're gonna have to have a conversation about this chiron that i just noticed here how is uh, my bald spot how is my bald spot supposed to be something that we we ask your boy john stanton ask john stanton oh did that shit happen while i was away when i went to no, go that's why he sent me to talk about that wasn't his notes to me oh man that I is... Cold-blooded. But I like how it took here. you forty. It took you forty minutes to find it. I'm steady, just like because because half the time I expected to say the same shit that it did for the last three weeks. So you know. Well, let's let's do a shot. That's why I was like episode sixty-nine point seven. To you, oh, you clever bitches. All right, so uh, we're gonna take a quick moment to uh, thank everybody who is watching. Please like and share. This feed, if you're all watching on Facebook, if you're watching on YouTube, please, yeah, with your friends and loved ones who you think will enjoy our witty repartee. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, the District of Misfits, on Twitter at DC Misfits, YouTube, check out our channel there. Subscribe, please. The District of Misfits show on Twitch, District of Misfits. It's all one word. And Please uh, help us out by going to crushingdc, crushingdc.com. Ooh, the sangria is starting to kick in. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, purchasing our wares and helping us out that way. Um, so, anyways, moving right along, there was a Super Bowl we watched, we hate watched, we heckle watched. We did. Uh, and a dude won another ring. I'm, like, trying to imagine what it must be like to be – Tom Brady's parents and try to be like excited again for the seventh time. Like if my child won, if my child won a Super Bowl seven times, like would I still be as excited the seventh time as I was the first? You know, maybe the first three times you're just like, oh my god, and then by the fourth one you're just like, fuck. I will say, I mean, like, I'm a Yankees. I was a I'm a Yankees fan, so like by the time they got to their like their fourth World Series, I'm like, I don't even want to watch this shit no more. Like it's. It's boring. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some Patriots fans out there that would be really pissed that you just compared that to the Yankees, but I'm totally into that. So, oh, well, anyways, uh, <laughs> but like, they had the um, his parents being interviewed, and her, and his mom was like, I have to, I have to remind myself, I'm not cheering for the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's got to be a weird thing too, man. Like, there's probably a lot of, a lot of hurt feelings. Um, <laughs> one team other team other than the patriots that racists love so the buccaneers (laughs) (laughs) the bucks the bucks nah you know what i bet you there's probably quite a few racist ass falcons fans out there Cowboy fans, but okay. oh, I mean, (laughs) Texans, like what what fans do you think are the most racist because Mississippi doesn't have a team. 
I mean, they're probably. I would say football fans. <laughs> oh shit! So maybe not anymore. Maybe not. Maybe not anymore. Anybody who's still rocking the old school gear, yeah, like. Because yeah. there's some people out there, they just don't give a fuck. They're they're like until I'm, until I'm, until I'm in the ground. They're gonna, they're gonna rock. They're gonna rock that stuff. Yeah, it's when I, when I gave up being a Washington fan, it was the most liberating thing that I ever. <laughs> well, and you move to a city where you know you could just easily jump right in and embrace. You know, you, I mean, they were a likable. They were likable, anyways. You know. Oh yeah, I mean, well, I mean, well. I mean, yeah, depending, kind of. unless you're unless you're a, unless you're a Falcons fan, then you're like, or, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> everyone loves the Saints unless you're the Falcons. Gil, Gil, Gil. <laughs> Who that? Who that? Priest molesting kids. So. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, there's a whole. So here's the thing, John. Now, 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 here's a here's a subject that I wasn't expecting us to get into. So we are already we're working our way down the list now. The the Washington football team has had its reckoning. How long until the Fleur de Lis, you know what I mean? Like until that shit comes under under fire, man, for like, oh, you know. For the Fleur de Lis? Yeah. So okay, so this is this is an interesting debate in the city. So um I'm like no, the Fertile was used um, as a brand for slaves. They were, I guess, sold out of New Orleans or were connected with the with the main big plantation that was out right outside of New Orleans. However, the Fleurly head was also used contemporaneously by other by other things within the city. And so it's a bit like uh, the way that people the way that the way that people hear that I've talked to about it, there are kind of three groups, right? There is there is the group that is very like anti-fluidly, says we should get rid of it, right? Then there is um, a small, another group that, that's a small group, slightly larger group, but still small, smaller, is a group that uh, uh, doesn't know anything at all about its history. And then the rest of the people are just sort of like, whatever, don't give a shit. Um, it's become something else, right? It, like it, it's so far removed from that. You have to actually go back and learn history to be able to figure out that that's connected to it, right? It's not like this flirtily. No one, no one looks at it if they and feels oppressed unless they know that it's connected to that, right? Is kind of the argument that goes along. So I don't know. I'll be honest with you. Of all the things that I can see happening in this city, which are a fair number of things, that one is not a like. I mean, that would be like getting rid of like the stars and bars of the fucking DC flag for some reason, right? If that's finding out that the you know the three the three stars were like how many times you like I don't even want to make up any whack ass shit, but like but yeah, like yeah, there's some fucked up symbolism behind. It. All right, no, and that that's that's fine with me, dude. I feel like I mean they got rid of you know, the statues. I think the statues of Confederate flags to me is a great. It's a good step in the right direction. Right. You know, we start start rename. You know, you start renaming all the streets and the the high schools and you know the playgrounds and shit. Like, yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, and oh, then yeah. and then getting rid of systematic racism itself is is that'll be it's really that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next step too. Like, yeah, it's, baby yeah. steps though. They were going through some like like we've been writing a lot about like the, the the street names and the schools, 
And like the all of the schools here, all the public schools here, more or less were named after this guy named McDonough. Right. So it was like McDonough 25, McDonough whatever, McDonough this, McDonough that, right? And uh McDonough Quick quick question. Uh, did he own slaves? Or was he okay with people who did? Very okay with people who did. Yeah. Okay. Then carry on. Carry on. Proceed. He was a, so he was a Yankee who came down here. Literally he was like, a Yankee who was down with slavery. Yeah, came down here was a businessman. Made money in some manner off of like kind of off of like the Confederacy, but also off the Union. Then he started public schools, right? And and the argument for it being allowed is that he started public schools that were serving black people, right? But when you go back and you read what this dude was saying, he was just like, black people are animals. Like, they're just like, oh, he was a piece of shit. He's like, they shouldn't even be considered a monkey. They just are just these like animals and they need to be trained in how to like read for work, right? Like, he was like, he was like, they should never be around white children. We should never allow them ever under research. Right? Ever, ever, ever. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually, the McDonough schools were like uh, integrated, I think, a lot earlier than a lot of other schools. However, he was kind of, he wasn't just kind of, he was a shitty dude. He was a racist motherfucker. And so like, like a lot of like, there's like a, like they tore down one of the statues of him. And now there's like a big question about what to do about the high schools that no one is trying to do anything about. That's a big, that's the big sort of like, racist <coughs> thing in New Orleans. It has not yet been a in high schools. But the rest of the shit, like, I mean, yeah. They tore down the statue of Robert E. Lee at Lee Square, and they're talking about uh, potentially naming it after uh, Leah Chase from Dookie Chase Restaurant. Oh, she was oh, wow. bad as hell, yeah. 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 Name, name, I say tear down every Confederate statue and put up a statue in honoring some local black woman. Regardless of what she could, I don't give a fuck if she was the first black librarian in town <laughs> or like, I, you know, or she just had really good cornbread, which had a dope cornbread recipe. Like, I think just every time you see the, a, a, yeah. a Confederate, so just tear it down and put up a statue of a, of a black woman. Like, I've always thought that what they should do is, is uh, they should tear them all down and they should name them all after fucking any, any black man that was like a slave or like uh, post slavery that like, Killed a white dude for being racist. I'm, I'm down. Like, what's uh, what's the the one picture of the dude? He's going after the clan, the dude in the clan robe, and he's like, God, he's got one hand on the dude's robe, and he's about to just fucking lay one into him, and they're like celebrating black heroes. Like this, like, I don't know who that man is, but how that dude doesn't have a fucking statue somewhere is beyond well, me. Dude with Actually, the, with the uh, with the with the with the tea can. From that video the other couple of weeks ago. Uh, oh, <laughs> it, yo, that dude in the town square somewhere. He needs to be. It should be him. It should be him, like leaning down with the wind up. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just, he's just random. Like, yo, it just he's here comes the wind up. <laughs> that or it's got to be like after he's made contact and then the fucking tease exploding. Yeah, you got it's got to be one part of the action scene or the fucking follow through. Like, I had my man, my man that was like fucking light the dude on fire, uh, in Richmond. Oh, no, in Charlottesville, the dude that had the fucking <laughs> hairspray can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the American hero, get rid of the, get rid of the, 
the statue of uh, just of uh, whatever liberty or whatever put his Dude, ass up. No, no, hey, bro, the guy who punched Richard Spencer. Oh, that guy, oh yeah, that yeah, guy yeah. should get a statue, and it should be Spencer. All like, did we? Did, did it ever come out? They caught him like was? behind the ear. It's got to be accurate too. Like he just got him like he just like snuck like. Yeah. Did that guy? And, and, did we ever figure out who that guy was who punched him? Did it come out? No, and I don't, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, because I don't okay, want to get I'm okay with him. I'm okay with him remaining. You know, in my head, it's yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's too slow, but like still, in my head, oh. it's fun. Be the American hero. Hey, y'all, let's take a um, quick break, shots. Marcus. Do some shots. Let's do some shots. Yeah, I need a. I'm out. Of, I'm out of wine. I'm out of sangria. I'm about to switch over to beer. So, I'm about to. Do. So you want to play one of our favorite videos from Super Bowl? Yeah, so we watched all these all those dumbass commercials and we made a list of the ones that we liked and none of these are fucking groundbreaking but they're all pretty entertaining and okay. shout out to And it gives yeah. us a minute and a half to make some coffee. It give it really just gives us time to step off camera and handle business. Up. All right, here we go. Feeling good. Like I should. We still got it. So text me now and win the lawn and garden of your dreams. Hey, Travolta's, don't be tickety talking on my grass. Feeling blessed, never stressed. Ah, the backyard. It's had quite a year. I say, let's keep this backyard thing going. That's why Scott's and Miracle Girl want to give you a chance to win the lawn and garden of your dreams. Like mine, you know, just not better than mine. Like mine, where you can work on your short game. Like mine. Oh, it's a little close. Oh. It only turns left. Come on, Leslie, crush your core. I don't crush you, Emma. Dad, it's the red one. I know. The other red one. I know. Feeling good, like I should. We still got it. Did you know that Norway sells way more electric cars per capita than the U.S.? Norway. <laughs> well, I won't stand for it. Never mind. With GM's new Ultium battery, we're gonna crush those losers. Crush them! Let's go, America. Keenan, Norway's out EVing us. Wait, what's this? Oh, it's my daughter's birthday. She's really an Irish lady. I don't lately. care. Grab an EV, meet me in Norway. Okay, can I say goodbye to my family? Nope. All right. Aquafina, ah! <clears throat> sorry to disturb you. But Norway's beating us at EVs. Nuh-uh. Uh-huh. Nuh-uh. Uh-huh. Meet me there in an hour. Can I ride with you? No! GM's Ultium battery is made for all types of vehicles, so soon everyone can drive an EV. Oh! Why didn't we all just go together? No one will. He's probably flying private. Hey, Norway, listen up, you fish-loving... This place is adorable. Damn it. Where are you guys? We're in Finland. Where are you? I'm in Norway. Norway? You're in Sweden. Damn it. All right. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I like some wholesome, you know, some, some wholesome Will Ferrell humor. Yeah, he he he, he, he doesn't that. disappoint. He's a national treasure. I hope he never gets caught up in any kind of scandal. Yeah, like, That'd be kind really. Of he's on he's on the list. Well, we were me and uh, me and Sarah were talking the other day. We were saying like. 
the Wilson brothers, like Owen and Luke, like you just really don't want to ever find out that they like did some cruddy shit. You know what I mean? Like you just. Oh, speaking of Owen Wilson, I just watched uh, Bliss on Prime with him and uh, the Hayek. Uh, what is it? Bliss. 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 Enough of that. So it's it, it's really trippy. It goes. It, it's just. It's weird. It's it's an odd. It's not. It's an odd film. It's a sci-fi <sighs> love story. It's a, it's a. Think of, it's just an odd fucking thing. So I kind of left it thinking like I just wasted an hour and a half, but at the same time, like what the fuck did I just watch? It was kind of hey, like. Uh, Marcus, real quick, I want to address address uh Joshua Josh's uh. Oh comment um this one even if Rand paul's neighbor isn't black i i'm i'm pretty sure it's safe to say he's invited to the cookout yeah. <laughs> oh absolutely as long as he doesn't bring want to know why he's not black because his ass is alive oh yeah you're right you're right if he was black if he was black and he hit and he kicked Rand paul's ass happened <laughs> upon a series I mean, of unfortunate events yo man right. my, my cross away neighbor one time he got a little bit fucking he's Got issues. Not <laughs> He's got issues. Slash, he racist. Well, well, well. So his issues are just like mental health issues. Oh, okay, my bad. Not, like not went, bad. Off the, went off the deep end. Might have menaced a couple of uh, women police with a pillow and a big ass butcher's knife. Oh, and, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go meet my boy Austin one night, and uh, I opened my front door, and there are like two SWAT guys with like sniper rifles standing behind the pillars on my porch and another cop like in a you know an official like officer kind of cop like you know captain or lieutenant or whatever they are and uh i was like what the fuck's happening right now and they're like do you know uh the man who lives across the way and i said yeah and, and we started talking and anyway they told about the, the the women cops thing and, and all this and so they bring a tank and <laughs> who was black, a cop in the tank was black, was trying to negotiate with him to come out. And he kept yelling out the door, uh, I'm not coming out, you're gonna kill me, whatever. And he was like, why would I kill you? He was like, look at you, right? And look at you. Yeah, and, I, and so you could have first read that as like, you're a cop in a tank, which is a totally legitimate life thing, right? But then he finally comes out, he's smoking an L and he's got a coffee cup in his hand and his robe. And the cops like, what do you His robe. Everybody plays he's in a robe. Cop was like, "What do you need?" And he was like, "And, th- and he was like, well, I need uh, another coffee." <laughs> and I was just like, I was sitting in my house. I was like, "Oh no, don't do that! I'm gonna murder you, man!" Like <laughs> they were like, <laughs> "No, but dude, first of all, you know how mad comfortable you have to be. You know how over shit you have to be to answer the door." In your bathrobe, first of all. <laughs> like, if you ever see me do anything in my bathrobe, I am giving zero fucks about what happens but, after uh, that. Like, it don't yeah. even matter. Like, I know what I'm getting to you for your birthday. So, he got a beverage. <laughs> he got a beverage, a blunt, and he's in his bathrobe. That's yeah. a triple threat. <laughs> that man don't <laughs> give a shit. Slaves. And he said, look at you. <laughs> look, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not coming out. Look at you. Just... So, then, so they eventually they they rushed him. They got him to come outside and they rushed him. And I and I texted Austin and I was like, yo, it's like now four hours later of like a standoff. I was like, yo, they're they just they just grabbed him. So uh it's over, right? The standoff's over. I'm I'll come over there. And he was like, All right, uh, is he dead? No, he's like, is he alive or is he black? 
And I was just like, wow, Austin. What? Damn. I was like, yeah, he is white. So, yeah. He's, I mean, yo, I don't hear any shots fired. So, <laughs> wait, the cops have been here for how long and ain't nobody shot nobody? Oh, he must be white. Yeah. Uh, I was the realest shit ever. I was like, yo, hey, so hold on. I want to answer Monica, Monica's question. I feel like what kind of robe she, she she said, the question is what kind of robe is a solid zero fucks robe? I mean, how open is that robe is the question. Yo, like if you, if, is that, if that robe is close, if that robe is tied up nice and, you know, versus just like, it's just you, it's on your body. Very, <laughs> 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 there's various levels of tide, I guess. I don't know. Yo, I, you, I, I swear to God, there was a, like during the pandemic, before I got my job, uh, and I, I had no idea what I was going to do. Like I, like I've been unemployed for a year and a half. I was in this real dark space, and I didn't wear clothes for like a couple weeks. Like I was just because I was home, right? Benji was 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 down with his girl in uh, in the parish, and so I was just by myself. Oh, here. when you got a whole ass house to yourself, no, I'm not wearing shit. Yeah, and you uh, me, especially when it's hot. Uh, yeah, well, I definitely went outside and got my groceries from in your boxes. I'm buck naked. Oh, that's that. All right, I'm I'm not I'm not that brave. I didn't realize till I did it. <laughs> like, I mean, that's and I was like, wait a that's second. a white man. That's a white man thing, though. Like I I as a black man, like I would at least have to have boxers on because Las Vegas would like to have a question to talk with you about that. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. Yeah, we'll always have Vegas. We'll always have Vegas. No, one day I gotta have I gotta have people on the show that were there that could really appreciate it. I'll have to have them as guests. It'll be a whole panel of people that'll be like, why the fuck are these people on this show? It'll literally just be to laugh while I tell the story of getting being naked in Vegas. It's the best story I've ever heard in my entire life. Man. It's a fuck it's one of my fucking shining moments. It really is. It when you like, I relive that story every time I tell it, and it gets better and better every time. I like, mean, I still, I still remember it. Better time than the present. Clear as day. I don't know. I might have over. Yeah, tell the story. Way. So, <laughs> so we were. So I was at a. I was in Vegas for a bachelor bachelorette party. My friends Mark and Alex. They were they were, they were getting hitched. And so we had all the bridesmaids and the groomsmen and all the friends and stuff there. And uh, ironically, on a totally like the day that we got to Vegas and checked into the MGM was the same. Literally, we turned my mom. We got into the room. We checked into our room. My mom called me and was like, hey, you need to turn on the news. And we turned on the news and it was the train crash at Fort Todd. Oh, uh, it, the that red line. line, the red line. Yeah, that it, it, it was literally breaking news. So we're like, fuck, man, we can't get away from D.C. for like a second. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's all texting each other like, oh, my God, you fucking the fucking news for time. Like, so, yeah, so we're all into that shit. That was actually a whole wild ass fucking weekend. And me being naked is just one branch on the goddamn tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big branch on the tree, goddamn it, but a branch nonetheless. Anyways, uh. So we go out, we hit some strip clubs and we hit some bars and we had the fucking bus with the, with the pole in the middle and everybody's doing their pole tricks and shit. And we get back to the hotel room and everybody's just all fucked up and there's a bunch of people in the hot tub and there's little penis suction cup things everywhere. And yeah, it was just... <laughs> 
and, 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 you know, various, various pills and powders and liquids and things flying around. And what you talking about people throwing up in the hallway and security having to show up. And I'm like, Oh, it's not my floor. We got there. Cause, cause I went with Jana, um, my ex-wife and, uh, she and I, cause we checked in later than everybody else. Um, everybody was on one side of the hotel and we were on the other side. The MGM was like a crisscross. Yeah. So if everybody was here, we were like, you know, we were down here. And so <clears throat> we make our way back to our side of the hotel. I don't even know what fucking time it is because there's no windows in the goddamn place. And, <laughs> you know, Jan and I, we get, get into bed and I wake up at I don't know what time o'clock because I hear or thought I heard someone knock on the door. And I, I get up and I'll open the door and I look out and I look down the hall and then I hear this click and I feel, I feel this cold, cold metal door on my ass and I was like what? I was like what? Yeah my bare ass because I was yeah, butt, butt ass naked uh, and, and like yeah so here I am locked out of my hotel room naked and uh, that's awesome. this dude goes by like leaving this for the elevators he comes around the corner walks past me and I'm like up (laughs) (laughs) knocking on this door a couple doors down for me like furiously trying to get in and shit and then i look down the hall the other way and i see the um cleaning lady's cart which leads me to believe that it's probably like i don't know 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning or some shit like that what's some time after checkout i don't know and uh i walk over to her and i just like grab one of the towels it's like yeah so uh, i'm locked out of my room and uh if you don't mind (coughs) calling security and uh i'm just gonna hold this for a moment and she just was like (laughs) you know i would imagine that not only was i not the weirdest thing she had seen ever i probably wasn't even the weirdest thing she had seen that day and again i'm I'm, guesstimating i'm guesstimating it's 11 in the morning who fucking knows again there's no fucking windows anywhere um and it's vegas it's fucking MGM. And so as big as that hotel is, I don't know if you've ever been to this hotel. It's fucking gigantic, right? Security was there in like they just nightcrawlered out of fucking nowhere. Just boom. I was like, is that Brimstone? Like, fuck. They're like, sir, can we help you? And I was like, yeah. So uh locked myself out of out of my room. If you guys can help me get back in. They're like, yeah. So um we're gonna need to just see some some identification if you don't mind and i was like yeah it's no problem it's probably in my pants that are balled up in the middle of the floor i'll be i'll be right there and so yeah long long story longer they 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 let me in i got my id and the only thing better than that experience was um telling it to my mom I'm like like the kick that my mom got out of that story and the fact that like by the time we we met everybody at the pool later on that day which i think was like four or five in the afternoon because again vegas and shenanigans and like yeah everybody was just like all i got roasted i got roasted so hard oh yeah (laughs) when i got by the time i got to poolside i mean i worked in a hotel in new orleans so john i was at uh I mean, I just feel like in Vegas or in New Orleans, like naked people. Oh, we go through naked, protocol. Naked, naked a, people is going to happen. There's yeah, a lot naked. of things that we, we go through protocol. Like 
There's a lot of training to deal with the crowds in New Orleans. Because there's various levels of naked behavior. It's one thing oh. to be naked. How are you conducting yourself while you're naked is a whole other thing. Because, you know, I, I think a few weeks ago that I tell the story about my friend who was on who's on PCP and he was naked and he was fighting like a bunch of Montgomery County's finest. You know, like I, I consider that to be like extreme naked behavior. Right. And also, like, I'd like who you are. Right? Yeah. Like, you <laughs> aggressive would be really fucking scary. But like a little person being naked and aggressive would be kind of cute. It'd be like, oh, look at that guy over there. You know? That naked little guy. So, yeah. so oh. talking about PCP, I was working at a hotel in Ocean City when the uh, Wild Samoan was on PCP fighting everybody in the lobby. I was working at a restaurant upstairs oh my when God. they killed him. Wait, yeah, the sure. wild Samoan, yeah. like, isn't one of the pro wrestlers? Yeah, back in the 90s. Like, fucking, I was at that hotel working. Was it Alpha or Sika? Sorry. I, I don't remember. I think it was Sika. Like, I'm not sure which one it was. Man. I just remember it. he was just whooping ass and breaking. He broke everything. First of all, Samoans don't need PCP to fuck shit up. <laughs> like, I just, right. that, that, that to me, the PCP, that's just abuse. Like, you don't need a you don't need PCP. <laughs> Bro, you're fucking Samoan. Like, yeah. like I mean, he broke the whole lobby. Between between New Orleans and DC is uh people down here don't get dusty. Uh, really. Like every once in a while I hear about it, but like they're like in, in DC you see motherfuckers like being fucking crazy, like all fucking shermed out all day long. But here, if I if I was in DC, if I was if I was walking down the street, if I was walking down the street in DC and all of a sudden I smelled PCP, I'd be like, Oh damn, like somebody somebody's all right, Pete. Yeah. But if I was in New Orleans and I smell PCP, I'll be fucking terrified. Right. I would be like, Whoa, "This is these things do not equate. They don't go together. This should so, not be happening. Am I safe?" For like, me, in New Orleans, here's part of the course. I, you know, depending on what part of town you're in. You know, like. So I first met New Orleans when I was like 17. Me and a you couple met of New Orleans. We took a road trip. You met a you met a stripper named New Orleans. Yes. We just picked up and uh, drove down to New Orleans. Uh, head full of acid, bunch of acid, and just did the city up at 17 years old. Then when I moved back at 22, I was still full, head full of acid, lots of cocaine, lots of fucking ecstasy. I mean, uh, I think it's safe to say my out of the four times that I've been, 50% of those times I was tripping balls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is why the last time... Which is why the last time that I was there was such a good time because it was the first time that I did New Orleans as an adult. Yeah. Even though I was legal, even even though I was of legal drinking age every other time before that, this was the first time that I actually did it as an adult. Well, where fuck. like I started the day sober. I had an agenda, plans. Yeah, yeah. I did these plans. They were good. You know, I, mean, I went to sleep at normal hours and then got up and did more shit and like can remember. Every year, every year I go down, I have a rule in New Orleans. I, I go out for four hours and I come back and rest for four hours. And that's yo, shout hours. out to shout out to Lil B. <laughs> so actually, the last time I was actually in New Orleans, I was sitting at a bar and fucking talking about chocolate mushrooms. And the person I was talking to was like, "Oh, I got a whole bag full of chocolate mushrooms." <laughs> like. Oh, dude, last time when I was down there, dude, so when we, I forget what bar it was that we all went to, John, but, like, I think, like, it was, like, it was Kelly and your, I want to say one of your exes, and, like, well, anyways, long story short, we met some people from Portland that were friends 
with like they were like we saw a commercial for Lego Masters and they were like, yo, they were like our friends on this show. And we're like, what? And they were like, yeah, but they can't they 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 they, they couldn't tell us, you know, what happened because obviously, you know, non-disclosure or whatever. So Sarah and I watched this whole fucking season of Lego Masters, which is a really dope show. If you need to watch something that is just fun and not because we watch a lot of shit that's just entrenched in evil. Like, you know, such if you consume a lot of news and media like like John does and like I I do without getting paid for it. Um like it's it's a really good palate cleanser. Uh but like yeah, we found ourselves rooting for these motherfuckers from Portland and like they that's, were they were weird. building some wild ass, badass shit. Lego Masters, dude, you laugh now. I I see that shit. That shit. Don't step on them, but dude, that those things are fucking on. like it does no. well. All right, it doesn't turn you on. So, so, so I just, I just started thinking about something. Uh, I think the first time John Eiley met you a few years back, but I think that like the first time I, I was like hearing about you, you were ta- telling a story about the last time it was the Republican. Or maybe you were telling me the story. I don't remember if it was TV or you tell me Republican convention, and you got hit in the head or thrown through a wall or something like that. Oh, Rudy Giuliani, yeah. You got tackled by Giuliani's security team. Yo, what's it like now? Like, See, okay, uh, before I really wanted to just hold off now, but we're in no, we're in hour number two, so we can delve, we can delve down clear. this rabbit hole. Like, yeah, we, we, can, this, we is, can... this is fuck you hour. <laughs> we, all right. <laughs> this is the fuck you hour. So before we do that, name it for now, it's the fuck you hour. Before we do that, like and share this shit on all the platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, District of Misfits, Twitter, at DC Misfits, YouTube, District of Misfits Show is our channel. Please like and subscribe and share. Twitch, District of Misfits Show, uh, uh, com to buy our shit. John, where can people find you on social media? Because I, I was hoping that maybe in your lower thing you would have just your, your ads. At yeah. DC Big John. Yeah, uh, mostly on Twitter. Um, I'm on and off of it, depending. Like, I'm on it most during the weekdays, uh, weekends. After I had my issue put out, like, I basically, this weekend, all I did was, like, stare at my wall or watch Doctor Who. Uh, ah. Which and, era Doctor Who are you, are you watching? Are you watching the new Doctor Who? I'm, I'm current. Well, so I, this is, like, uh, I don't know how many times I've watched them. Like, but, like, I, this is, like, I'm in, a like, a full rewatch of the of the Christopher Eccleston kind of reboot era, you know? Which so, one was it? Right now, I'm on um, uh, on the the... Was it the thirteenth Doctor, uh, the old guy? What was his name? The dude that uh, the old white, old, old white hair. Yeah, uh, yeah. About halfway, halfway through his his run. Do yeah. do do they each? So so here's the thing: is I stopped watching after the dude with the big afro. Yeah, like that's, from the when same, we were that's, the same, that's the same guy you talking about. No, 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 uh, no. Uh, no, 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 no I'm talking about eighties, late seventies yeah, okay, yeah. Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah. I got you. I got with you. like the fucking big ass fro. Um, Cause that's, dude. I feel like that that canon, that canon is way too deep for me, dude. Like I just don't. The, the cool thing is it like with is it like they don't the showrunners like don't give a whole lot of shit about canon, so like they'll just change shit all of a sudden. Like right, yeah. I mean, people lost their shit when they made Doctor Who a woman. Like that shit was. Yeah. Well, I mean. Oh know, yeah. Like, they hate like, women. There was like it was just sort of this sort of like the regeneration where it becomes that's how they explain why the actor changes. Tom Baker, thank you, Primus. Tom Baker, yeah. Uh, they 
originally it was like kind of this open question. And then all of a sudden it became, well, there's only 12 regenerations allowed. And then all of a sudden, uh, 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 John Hurt became a, like a 13th doctor, but they didn't really consider him a doctor. And then they just sort of undid that so that they can now have potentially, in, in, and people are just sort of like, oh, that's fucked up. But then they just- They should do, they should do they one season. Are they going to end on the girl? No. They should do one season where the dude that plays Mr. Bean is Doctor Who. Man. <laughs> no, I love Doctor Who. No, but how about this? Just one, just one episode. Just one Who's episode. On that show, like Red World? What's up, Greg? What's up, Greg? Black Adder. Black, right? Adder. Black Adder, yeah. Yeah, Black Adder. They should have that dude just one episode. Like, just fucking troll everyone and be like, the new season of Doctor Who and it's Mr. Bean. <laughs> and they're just like, people are burning their little TARDISes and shit in protest. It's just like... <laughs> Sorry, Doctor Who fans. I don't need to... Do they have a name? Like, Trekkies or Trekkies? Star Trek fans are Trekkies. What are they... What are Doctor Who fans, do they have a nickname? Uh, British? <laughs> no, it's not just British. He's got a, they've got a huge following in the States and Canada, too. Like... No, I don't know. I, Does Doctor Who have a huge following in Spanish-speaking countries? El Doctor Who. Whovians. They're called sometimes referred to as I should know how to say who in Spanish. I've taken Spanish <laughs> one three times. Yeah. And I, I'm blanking right now because of... Ah, thank you. Oh, Primus, by the way, I'm still tripping that Ladanian is your cousin. Like, that's just fucking... I, I see the resemblance, and I can't unsee it. Really? Yeah, no, Primus Tomlinson... You know Primus. Yeah. Who hates watching Ladanian Tomlinson is his cousin. Wow. Yeah, bro. And now can't you see it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. This is how we do. We he he fucked my shit up last last week, dude. Like it was great. <laughs> Kian, thank you, Boris. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Lo siento, everybody. Yeah. My bad. My condolences, Primus, by the way. I'm going to step off a camera for two seconds. Where are you together. going? Uh, I need beer. <laughs> We're not allowed to step off. Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I will just sip this one gingerly. Yeah, Marcus is getting real good at this. So, uh, all right, so John, 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 yeah. John, you are like one of the people, whenever I like get all political and shit, you're always one of the people that I think about because you and I, we have our Venn diagram, our Venn diagram, I always say Vin, like Vin Diesel, but our Venn diagram, there's a lot of overlap between politics, music, you know, culture, you know, and whatnot. And so I'm always curious about your interpretation of things when shit goes down. So <clears throat> I would like to know in as much vivid detail as possible about where you were and what you were experiencing. Thank you. Fucking. <laughs> yo, we watched Chronicles of Riddick last night. And yo, shout out to Vin Diesel, man. Still fucking that, that movie. That movie holds it down. Um, but yeah, I want like, I want the John Stanton experience of January 6th. Watching, you know, the Capitol insurrection, you know, et, et cetera. So take us, take, take us from the top. As, as someone, as someone who again is, a former DC journalist who has spent a lot of time in that building around some of those people, you know, like you've walked those halls, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, I, the, you know, I, I spent 20 years covering Congress and, and most of that 20 years I was sitting in the Senate press gallery. Um, and uh, which is, I guess where they drew, they wrote the, 
Well, it wasn't, it wasn't, the, the picture I saw doesn't look like it was right there, but it was close to their like kill the press or murder the press or whatever, uh, murder the media. Um, you know, I, so the, that day, like I was getting ready to put out my uh, issue, you know, um, we, uh, I also, Weirdly, my 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 landlords had people in the house like demoing my bathroom, one of my bathrooms in their house. Like, so like I had these two random people here work like working on the bathroom, and uh, uh, I had kind of like I wasn't watching any of what was going on because I just was like I don't really want to like I'd seen enough like the the protests over the summer were were really upsetting to watch as someone who is a like a like a native you know, Washingtonian and, and watching, watching what was going on and how fucked up things were and talking to, you know, my friends and seeing what you guys and other friends were putting on social media about the protests and how the police were reacting. And so, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I, I had a lot of work I had to do and I, and I knew that like, I couldn't really pay attention. So, and I figured it was just going to be like, I knew it was going to be violent. Like I definitely understood like, like I had seen enough shit online to know that it was going to be super violent, but like I kind of figured it would be violent, like another kind of bad violent, where it was going to be violent in the streets with the cops, and then they were going to turn it outwards and just start fucking up the city. Um, and uh, I was uh, I was taking a break from from working and was like sitting in my bedroom, just like playing with Jaws, basically. And my phone buzzed and somebody was just like, this is just, he's like, they're like, this is so fucked up. We're all terrified. And uh, I looked at my phone and the person who it was, like, I was like, oh, fuck, they're probably at the Capitol. What's going on? Like, what's good? They're, they're covering what's going on, you know? And, and I look, I turn on television and, you know, I see these fucking, like, animals, you know, running around in halls that, like, I used to run in like chasing down congressmen and senators who didn't want to talk to us, you know, or like trying to get to a, like another, the other side of the building to grab somebody to talk to them and to ask them questions and to do my job. And I saw people that are my friends in videos, cops that I know, uh, you know, staff running around, like people that, you know, members that I've known for, I mean, look, I've known Mitch McConnell for 20 years and he's a very horrible, horrible human being and done, enormous damage to like our country and the world but that. the idea that like you know these maniacs were gonna like if they got into his office we're gonna like rip him physically limb from limb and we were gonna watch that shit on television was just fucking horrifying right like you know it's just it's a you know it's just it's very jarring and fucked up and, and being so far away from it you know like it's funny when you work there, when you work in that building, you think, you look around you and you see all of the security holes that they exploited, right? Like the single yeah. old ass windows and like the wooden doors that like barely close and like all the shit, right? But you're positive that they, that, that, that clearly they have some plan for all of this, right? And Bridge uh, is like, so they have this thing where like, if there's a chemical weapon attack in the Capitol building and you are anywhere near the Senate chamber, they tell you, they, there are signs and shit, and they tell you to go into the chamber. And they put these uh, uh, exhaust 
fans in there to like suck the air, like the air out if there's a fire or whatever, right? But the doors that go in there are these folding doors that are like, you know, a couple, probably a hundred years old. But these other doors, they just have a key lock. That's it, right? And there's they're, they're not hermetically sealed. They're, they're, there's no. But then you think, well, maybe they've put that in there and they just haven't told us because they don't want to like expose the security uh, measures they've taken. Yeah. They don't want us, even the people that work here every day, to see the the things they've done. And it makes you you made it made you feel safe, kind of. And that's how I think most everyone thought that works there. Like they they like it's under control, even if we don't know it, right? Like, and they don't want us to know it because they don't want outsider bad people to find out about it. And then to watch it happen, and it's like, well, no. It was not, in fact, safe. Like it was literally the, the least safe place in America to be on that day was in the Capitol building, right? And you know, like it, 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 I am shocked. I am absolutely shocked that they did not kill any members of Congress. Um, well, members of Congress, there are so many of them. I guarantee you, there were members of Congress that they would have killed if they had known who they were. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that fly below the radar because, because you know, everyone on the on the Dem side, you know, there's AOC and Pelosi and like, yeah. but outside of outside of like the big name people, like you know Schumer, et cetera, et cetera, like. Yeah, you they could, a lot you of them could have just been out. like they could have just <laughs> pretended to be staffers and just right. are easy to pick out though because like they are generally older white guys and they've got like a younger white guy and maybe a younger white girl with them right and they're in like that they all wear the same suit so like they're kind they're actually kind of easy to pick out dude if I was a member if I was a senator I would totally make my entire staff wear the same kind of suit as me. Like, <laughs> I mean, they you would know. You would know. Would you, oh my would you, God! You're, would you, Steve Harvey? It? You're one of Dixon's people. Like they would just know. It'd just be. See, this is where I say that you should run for politics, and I will. No, because I hate. I people. will be your manager. Manager. I'm not here. No, I could never run for politics because I am not good at pretending. I, I don't play the game good. well. I don't play good. the game well. I don't play the game well. I would never get allowed at any. I would never get invited to any of the poli- any of the committees. I would never. Now that I understand, because here's the thing: I used to think like, "Oh, you run for office, you get elected, you legislate, and you vote, and blah blah blah." Now, you gotta rub elbows, you gotta get on committees, you gotta get into these clubs, you gotta get into these clubs, you gotta fucking like. It's all this shit that happens outside of the fucking halls of Congress, where you gotta fucking like be like buddy buddy with these fucking horrible horrible people and play the fucking game i'm terrible at playing the game like if i don't like you if i think your politics are shit i can't like in good conscience be like so john i mean maybe because i was a bartender i could feign it to some degree but like when it comes down to people's lives and shit dude like uh, (laughs) i hope lady g never gets another handy in her life i hope she goes the rest of her life getting the nothing but the shittiest handies so john john let me ask you this it is lindsey graham and mitch o'connell you said he was horrible ron paul like Rand paul like are they just horrible human beings in general like Those are they are, are like ted cruz and all of them are, are they as 
There's four. I mean, like you've named you've named four really shitty people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dude, but like when you I, meet I, them, like when you meet them, are they just shitty people? They just don't come. No, no, so no. Not like portraying shitty people, they are actually shitty people. One time. So, 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 so they are. This is the thing about them is that like, is that I, so I don't know what they've been like since Trump. Like I left. I mean, I left DC basically once. <laughs> I was oh yeah, you're blessed, dude. You never got to spend any time in DC post Trump. Not real, except time. for like, yeah. except yeah, like except for like a except quick for visit for the folks. But like, you've been you've been insulated from the horror. <laughs> for, like, but, like, but this is the thing about them is that like I know like like the the person the people that those people were, <laughs> except for Rand Paul and and uh, Cruz. Like Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham had worked very hard, uh, pretty much starting immediately after the 2000 election, to rebrand himself as this sort of like, you know, uh, insidery politics guy. I say some shit sometimes, but I don't really mean it. Kind of like, get along, go along. I'm a really reasonable. Yeah. And he and and he started it with Hillary Clinton because when yeah. she she got to office. I remember the, the first time I was ever in a room with Clinton was uh, she did this thing. It's called a pen and pad where like you can't have cameras. You can't have like video ca- like, uh, TV cameras. You got to go old school and dictate. Well, yeah, you write down your notes basically. Right. And then you write shorthand. Down. What's that? Your shorthand. And uh, <laughs> shit, shorthand. I wish I, I got, I wish I'd learned how to write shorthand. Mm. Oh, <laughs> mm. scratch. Yeah. Somewhere Dan Rather's like, yeah, bitches. Yeah. You a now. Huh. This is like in the, like 19, or 2000, 2000, 2001, 2002, and uh, 2001. And uh, Lindsey Graham and Hillary Clinton did this uh, this bill on like, I think it was together. Like, or something uh, like that, right? And like Clinton did it for her own reasons, and Clinton and, 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 and Graham was doing it for his own reasons. And Graham, in this pen and pad with his reporters, said it right like he said he was like listen you know i know that like no one thinks that like hillary and i should be in the same room together because i you know tried to convict her husband during the impeachment process and i'm a you know a right winger uh because the time he was did you say was, white winger well no but <laughs> <laughs> even but, uh, if you didn't yeah <laughs> it's still funny but he's like, you know, we all can get along. We can find, we can all find where places where we can get along on some issues, right? And this was for him. This was very important because he was trying to moderate his image. Because the Bush people were much more moderate on a lot of stuff than like the than the Gingrich people on some stuff. And Clinton was trying to find a way to reassure the Republicans in the state of New York and also nationally that she can put. She could she could be a senator that could work with Republicans and be a politician that could work with Republicans, and it worked quite well for the both of them, right? And Graham really capitalized on that momentum, and it eventually became where he was like this guy that, that like you weren't quite sure what he believed in, but it wasn't what he said publicly. Yeah. And uh, the thing about what's happened, I think, over the last four years is that like you know. You could know somebody who says some kind of racist shit, but they but they treat everybody around them really well, and they do lots of things. They make sure that people are never treated poorly, 
but they say racist shit, and you can be like, well, you shouldn't be racist, and that is bad. But like I like you know like I'm like I, I'm trying to wrap my head around the complexity of you, right? Yeah. But then, but then if all they do is just be like, oh, let me introduce you to my racist friend, let me introduce my other racist friend, let's go to the screwdriver show. <laughs> like at some point you gotta be like we've gone like, this many episodes without the band screwdriver ever having come up <laughs> shout out to john stanton for breaking boundaries <laughs> all racist right and like if you're okay with your friend being in screwdriver right like if your friend is the singer of screwdriver you're a racist i don't care what you do you could give all of your income to the fucking nation of Islam, it does not matter if your homie is the fucking singer from fucking Screwdriver. You are a racist, and Donald Trump is the singer of Screwdriver, right? And like, if you're okay with Donald Trump, then that makes you a racist as fuck. Like, and there's just there's like it's the only the only positive thing that can be gleaned from the last four years is that like we no longer have to pretend. Right? We don't have to pretend about the shit anymore. It's like we know we know yeah. who they are now. If you're done with that racist shit, then you're just done with that racist shit. That makes you a fucking racist. I don't care that you don't want me to call you. You did a not just throw a picture of a screwdriver up on this fucking show, Marcus. <laughs> I will fuck you up, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> the roads are nice enough that I could drive to Mount Rainier in a pretty <laughs> short amount of time. Drop a three piece on you. Anybody that's listening right now? Oh, crap. yeah, bring it back to Vin. Bring it back to Vin. You got a homie that listens to the screwdriver? That's a racist motherfucker. Tell him oh. to go. No, but just the first album's cool, though, right? Like, isn't that the past? Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, anyway, that's, I mean, like, that's what we've learned about, like, about him. I mean, Mitch McConnell, I, but Mitch McConnell's the same way, right? Like, like, I, like, like, they were, like the, the way people thought of Mitch McConnell for many, many years was that, like, he was, a, like, amoral, right? Like, he did not have any, like, position that he cared about other than being in control. But the reality is, is that, like, there are certain moments where, like, you have to take a stand. Otherwise, you are saying which side you're on, right? If you don't say no to a thing at some points in, in time, then you are saying yes to that thing. And that's what yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. He said, I am totally fine with like violent racism and homophobia and xenophobia, like as long, you know, and if you're down with it that much, that just makes you part of it. I don't give a shit. Like, you know, like fuck those Germans that were around when fucking World War II was happening. Fuck all those old people. All right. So on a lighter note, John, what is this? Wow. Wow. Oh man, <laughs> uh, that's so. That's Lou. Shout out to Lou. What's up? It's Lou. He goes that hair Nazi style sometimes, though. Oh, oh no! Wow. So messy, so messy after all these years. <laughs> oh, but you know, all right, all right. weird like haircut that those white boys like. All right, here's another what? question, John. What is this? <laughs> and those can't see it. John just finished drinking out. <laughs> So this that was that was a uh, three o'clock in the morning ish, uh, on uh, my, my at the pancake house. <laughs> at the pancake. <laughs> <laughs> no, my niece's birthday. That was your niece's <laughs> birthday. <laughs> Why is your shirt on at your niece's birthday, John? What is going Move on? Your hairy ass chest at your niece's birthday. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> 
See, what is I, going on here? I scrolled the internet and I found these pictures. I did find you with a bunch of kids. But he binged all of that shit too. He didn't Google I it. Did. I did. He's binging everything on this show, but, John. I want you to know. But because there was kids, I didn't want to pull them up. So actually, Marcus, I come. I came up with a thing that we might have to start doing for our guests when they come on here. Um, but before I get into it, um, John, so I wanted to talk. I wanted, yeah, I wanted to get your interpretation about one January sixth. Um, I have my thoughts and feelings about this whole impeachment thing. Um, I would like to get. I feel like you know, with the intent of like trying to make sure that he can't run for office again, like there was just really no point into it. Like, what do you, what do you, so, so, so you, you, as somebody who would get you, you've been around for impeachment proceedings and such, um, give us your, give us your interpretation of how, 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 how much, how much of, actually, let me back it up even, let me back it up a little bit. How much attention did you even pay to the impeachment proceedings, and of that of that energy that you did put into it, what did you take out of all of this? So I watched some of it. I couldn't watch his lawyers because it was just They're idiots. They're oh, fucking man. idiots. It was just like like watching. People... I could do better, and I'm an idiot. No, but no, no. that wasn't. It's true, John. It's true. Not the point of them to do that was not to do good. The point, and what they succeeded in was mudding up things to the point that, like, um, it made Giuliani look good. I'll I'll vote for Nikki Haley only if Tulsi runs as her VP. (laughs) And I am totally one thousand percent kidding. What you got to understand is what they were trying to do and what they did was to mess it up to make it so that it was a mess and a spectacle so that. People that the people that weren't going to vote for conviction have cover, right? That's what they were trying to do. That's what they did. Um, I mean, no, no one thought he was going to get convicted going into it. Like, right? They literally had a video of him with like that day's newspaper sitting there, and like him being like, "Yes, I totally incited them, and I wanted them to murder everybody," right? And he still wouldn't have been convicted. The dude could literally shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue. Yeah. He demonstrated. He demonstrated that he could shoot somebody. So, like, uh, here's my. So, here's my my other question. But, but, but the thing about that is the thing you got to understand about that is that like the press has and, and and the press has allowed Congress to not deal with situations on a much smaller scale than this in the past because of the fact that like the person wasn't ever going to get you know impeached or they weren't going to face any real consequences. So then it's like, this is just performative, so why does it matter? Well, performative fucking matters. Like, going through the motions of a, of a, of a um, symbolic ritual, the reason that our, that our species has them uh, is because they are important. They mean things. Like, people that are super cynical or, or who have listened to too much fucking dag nasty in their lives like to pretend that shit doesn't fucking matter. But that shit fucking matters, right? Making them vote for it, yes, I know they're not going to fucking do it. I know this is still going to be stacked against us. We're still going to have to fight all the bullshit, right? But making them do it in public fucking matters. And having a fucking very real symbolic thing, like, 
it may not matter for me or may not matter for you, but it matters for millions of other people. Right? Do you think it matters to have a public record of this thing if they're like, okay, so, so there's a whole debate over whether or not the Democrats should have brought witnesses. And there was, and, and, and that, and so, okay. So if it wouldn't have mattered that they brought witnesses and if they knew that no one was going to, do you feel like in your heart of hearts that it was worth it to go through the process, even though everyone knew from the beginning that yeah. if, if, even if the pre, even if the end result was predetermined, yes. even if it's an already, it's a foregone conclusion, it's, it's, it's important to go through the process. I do, I do. I, a because like if we like not going through the process further erodes the process. Okay. And I think that's dangerous. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and so like again, like these things, these things matter. Seeing it happen matters. Seeing the people vote matters. And like, does this fuck with your matter, faith in the system though? To see even faith in, well, this is not faith in the system for me. Right. This is for me. This is faith in the people that have faith in the system. Right. Like, okay. The system gives them what they want, which is the symbols, right? And they want all of this fucking shit, right? Like, in a moment like this, like, it's not going to affect Trump. And it's not going to affect, unfortunately, people like Ted Cruz or uh, uh, that creepy fucking dude from Arkansas, Josh Holliday, or any of those. Oh, people, God. Right? That, he's, like, he's like evil Nick Mulvaney. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? Is the comedian? Did I get his name yeah, right? No, you got you. Mulaney right. is the little one. John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Yeah, he's like evil. Yeah, he's right. the evil John yeah. Mulaney. Sorry, John. I know you're in rehab. You're having a rough time. I hope you get. Is well he soon. in rehab? He's really. No, in rehab? dude. Hey, yo, I just watched his stand-up thing from 2018, and he makes a lot of jokes about ecstasy and blow, dude. Like, I get it. I, I thought understand. he was just like a housewife and shit. No, dude. He's a stealth partier, dude. He's but, a stealth party. Like, for, for, like you said, for the process and, and just for, for the record, for history, to be able to have them, you know, to, to show on record that there is a, there's a president who acted so, um, <laughs> Yo, shout out to John, Mul John, John Mulaney, dude. I'm sorry, dude. I didn't mean to fuck that guy's name up. He's great. He's, awesome. he's, 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 he's one of the good ones. Behind my shoulder over here. Yeah. That's, that's over there in my, uh -huh. by my ear. John Brown, right? John Brown yes. did, did, did not succeed in doing shit, right? But John Brown is a symbol. That like for people like me, like I got his ass tattooed on me, right? Because I believe that John Brown was fucking right. And that John Brown, when he was like, we're gonna kill these motherfuckers because they're enslaving our brothers and sisters, that was a good idea. And he was a fucking righteous ass motherfucker, right? I look at that and I look at the people that like they, that like that were like the abolitionists that from the founding of this country were like, we shouldn't have slaves, right? Those people are are examples for the future generation, right? So the people that voted to be like, yes, Donald Trump is a fucking fascist maniac who tried to overthrow our government, and at a bare minimum, we shouldn't allow him to run again ever for fucking president. Right? Yeah. Right. Yes, those people are part of like what is going because like this is a, this is a fight that is going to go on for a long time. This is a. So do you see the Republican Party splitting, or how do you see it? Oh no, no, no. 
This no, no, it's not. This, this, they will all they will all coalesce <laughs> under Trump. They will all coalesce under Trumpism. Those who the Lincoln Project people. What do you think? All right. So question. Let's just say the Lincoln Project people. Oh, dude, I, actually, I'm surprised I didn't ask you about this. So there's that whole controversy. One of the founders is yeah. like a total sleaze bag and is like harassing dudes and whatever. And then like a bunch of people are stepping down and leaving, et cetera, et cetera. And I am of the mindset that like all the Lincoln Project did was get liberals to give them money. No, like they they managed to succeed in getting liberals to give them money. They didn't really like have that much of an effect on the polls, I believe, because Trump got Trump got more fucking votes. He he got the dude got more votes than he did in 2016. Yeah, 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 yeah. but yeah, yes, yes, yes. Like the Lincoln Project didn't stop any the Lincoln Project didn't stop anybody from voting for Trump. So I did they vote for Trump or did they vote for Republicans? So that's the thing. Here's the thing: if you if you saw a Lincoln Project ad and you were like, yeah. You were already not going to vote for Trump, like you well, already that's weren't. Possible. Like that's possible. <laughs> but, but also, like the thing about the Lincoln Project guys, I know some of them. I don't know all of them. The guys that founded it, but I know a bunch of them that did. They're grifters and warmongers. No. Yes. No, no, no. They are all Bush Republicans, bro. Get the yes. fuck out of here. They're fuck Bush you. Bush. They all are Bush Republicans. Part of the machine. Let me, no. let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. So, they are, some of them are straight drifters. Yes. Some of them are not. They, the grifters are grifters, right? Like, I don't think. Who's not a grifter? Who's not a grifter? Uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Fair enough, enough, John. You win this round. But here's what I will say about that, is that, like, they are all Bush Republicans. Okay. And being a Bush Republican, shout out to Gary. What up, fool? Thing that I'm like not particularly down with, uh, and you are clearly not particularly down with. But there is a far cry. Like these are like these are not two shades, <laughs> right? Like like being being a being a Bush Republican means you want to go to war and like do all that shit. But if you lose the election, okay, right? The Trump guys are like, no, we want to be, we want to have like a, like a royalty, right? Like a fascist, like. Although the Bush Republicans had the hanging chads. So it's just a lesser form of like, they game, they game the system properly. They gamed the system properly. As opposed to- I think also like it never occurred to any of them that they could attempt to be fascists. And when it occurred to them, which is what Trump was to their, I mean, look, we have to pay for their sins, and they are many from what happened in what happened in the Bush, right? Like the things that happened in the Bush are unexcusable, and they are on their heads, and they are on their souls, and they're going to pay for that shit, right? There's no doubt. I'm I'm speaking strictly about the Trump situation, right? In this, in that context, like they were faced with the question of, do you want to be fascists? Marcus, and we can hear you. Said, no, I don't what? want to be fascist. And in America, the bar <laughs> is low. Like that's that's a thing, and so that's an accomplishment. Flipping over that bar in America, we like to pretend. We like to pretend in this country that we are somehow better than that, but we are not. We have never been better. Than that. No, we're not. We're constantly having to decide whether or not we're willing to step over the bar. That is, do I want to be a fascist? 
And those guys made the right decision on that. Yeah, I mean, dude, here's the thing. To anyone and everyone who legitimately had the balls to be like, yo, fuck you, Donald Trump, and actually, like, ride it out, unlike a Ted Cruz, like, you let this dude talk shit about your wife. You let this dude talk shit about your wife and your daddy, and you still are, like, slobbing his knob. Like, that's extra, like... Ted Cruz believes in an oligarchy. Like, he really does. Like, he has... Oh, Ted, Ted Cruz is a fucking, like... He's a jellyfish. That dude ain't got no spine, no heart. Like, look hold on, wait. This is I mean, look at how the majority of these Republicans, even the ones who denounced what happened on January 6th, and then they fucking roll back and they're like, actually, no. Because, you know, well, dude, they got to get paid. They got to get paid. You can take, you can be like, Trump bad, but I'm not going to vote to, I'm, I'm going to vote to acquit him. Like, <laughs> you know, for them. like they, these guys really do believe. They believe that Fascism is good. Yes, they, yeah. They they're, they, their flavor. Yeah. Their flavor of fascism. Well, like yeah. anything else outside of that, like, is, is yeah. I mean, so, like, the beauty of fascism is that it is a very, like, you know, like, we run shit. <laughs> they're going to try to find a way to make, they're going to try to find a way to distance themselves from the super, super fringe. Like, the white supremacist element is always going to be there. That shit's baked into the Republican Party. It's baked into the Democratic Party, too. Like, on just on a much more subtler level. Um, but I think... Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Because what I think is, like, white supremacy is baked into America, period. Doesn't matter what party, because when Republicans try to call out Democrats, because, oh, it used to be the party of pro-slavery, like... It's baked into both parties. It's baked into both parties. It's baked into our judicial system. It's baked into, like, the police were, you know, slave catchers. Like, our whole criminal justice system, white supremacy, it's all baked into it. It's not just about, I like to say, it's not just about cross burnings and Klan rallies. Like, it is It is the reason why you didn't see black, Marcus, Marcus. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, we can hear all your, <clears throat> all your, all your gassiest fucking shit. Guess what? The world can it's hear you. It's a great injury. I can't do anything about it. You can, you, you can control your bodily functions, dude. I believe in you. I, I believe in you. I really do. With every fiber of my being, I believe in you. I believe in you. Anyways, um, yeah, there's this whole thing where I feel like it's baked in and. We haven't seen accountability in American politics in forever. Uh, who's the uh, Gary Hart? Gary Hart, I think, was the last time a politician did a bad thing while they were running for office. No. And they legitimately got, like, penalized for it. Like, you were the sweetheart. You were a sweetheart. You got caught with a mistress. You know, blah, 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 blah. But pretty much since then, like there hasn't been any accountability by either party the whole debate about the filibuster like neither party wants to get rid of it because the other party will find a way to fuck them when it's it's sort of come down to this whole like gamesmanship thing and so we're coming up on almost two hours of the show and so i don't want to delve like that much deeper into this to keep people from getting bored and turning us off back for next week or the week after well, yeah, dude, John, you are welcome to come on here any fucking time. I want to do our quick call to action, and then I have a segment that I would like to introduce and maybe be a regular thing for our guests. And so, yeah, real quick, if, for those of you who have been watching, we really, really appreciate y'all. 
Y'all the fucking shit. We love the fucking shit out of you. Um, support us by spreading the word and sharing us on Facebook and Instagram at the District of Misfits on Twitter at DC Misfits. YouTube, the District of Misfits show. Please like, subscribe, and share. Twitch, District of Misfits, and go to crushingdc.com and purchase our wares. Help financially support us. Um, DC Big John, that's 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 the ats. We are, uh, yeah, follow this fool on Twitter because it's great. He's got good takes and he talks about all kinds of funny stuff. So, John says, I got you here. I would like to play a little game of word association. Oh, God. So I'm just going to say something. I, I kept it easy. I kept it easy, dude. This is since this is just an experiment. It's ten. It's ten words. It's ten words. Nothing is too outrageous. Um, excuse me. While I did write them down, I'm not going to say them in any particular particular order. Are you ready, sir? Oh, hold on. Give me two seconds. Are you, you like alchemist type shit right now? What are you doing? Hold on. Let me just make my cat go away real quick. Are you chopping up a line? Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> All I heard was a tap, 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 tap. I'm like, wait, hey, whoa. Hey, that's no, not you. Jaws was fucking messing with me. All right, go ahead. Shout out to Princess Meow Meow, Jawsy Jaws. Pretty, pretty. Did I say that right? Jaws. Pretty, pretty wait. Princess Meow Meow, Jawsy Jaws. Say that one more time. Pretty, pretty princess. Meow, meow, jaws, jaws. Thank you. It's like a tribe called Quest. You got to say the whole thing. <laughs> Shout out to Addy. Glad you're tuning in, babe. Um, so, <laughs> Cruz is the Cuban Uncle Juan. I love boys. <laughs> I love it. I love this show. Yo, hey, seriously, for all the old homies out here that are tuning in, we really appreciate y'all. We're doing this every Sunday, 10 p.m., so for shits and giggles even if it's just us on here having a good time like we appreciate y'all tuning in and i'll do my best to shout y'all all out and give you all the fucking love and if any of y'all have the wherewithal or balls to want to be a guest we can work that out too one of the cool things that ever happened to me was little bc can we talk about uh, wait 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 hold on marcus hold on hold on marcus sorry go ahead john little b saw me on television once told me he was super proud of seeing me on television made him feel proud oh dude i welled up like a fucking fat proud dad the first time i saw your ass on tv john like we get like that for the home team bro like we, we do we do i always hear mambo sauces welcome to dc whenever that shit fucking happens dude like <laughs> by the way we need a sample of that we just need the welcome to dc like yeah shout out to mambo sauce keep doing a deal all right so john real quick instead of booze corner i don't feel like going on a fucking rant i'm in a really good mood um, I got ten. I got ten things I want to say, and we're gonna do word association. Are you ready? All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, this first is new thing, to all of us, not just yeah, like, yeah. We've never done this before. Yeah. This is. This, I this have is no anything. idea what Boo's doing. Usually, they do. I like. To I don't right time. now. All right. So, <laughs> first thing, um, Bama tree. Josh Copeland. Josh Copeland. <laughs> 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 gentrification uh, oh god what's that fucking place called uh, Cafe Bohem Cafe Bohem oh, okay. oh, alright I wasn't ready for that uh, alright uh, next one is Go-Go uh, fucking Big G Big G politics oh, people 
Uh, no. Nah. <laughs> I'll take it. Oh, uh, shit. Um, bipartisanship. Fucking no. Where's my pen? I got to cross this shit out because I'm reading these in no particular order. Shit. Um, all right. Uh, D- next, next one is DC. My heart. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, punk rock. My soul. Ooh. Uh, this next one. Oh, number one crew. Uh, God. Uh, yeah, you weren't expecting that curveball. <laughs> yeah. First thing, bro. Think fast. Number one crew. Come on. Literally, the first thing that popped in my head was fucking Pierre's face. So ninth and awesome. No. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I was I was trying to give you a little Nola oh, shout no. out, man. So, yeah, for the Indians, man. Number one crew. Oh. Oh, the Indian crews. Oh. Yeah. No, no, I ain't trying. No, I will not do that. Hey, I, I like mean, it's just opinion, man. I'm not trying to get you. Yeah, I'll get shot. I'm trying to do that. I was like, like Ostry crew? Hobart Shout Star- out to Clifton Terrace. What? Yeah, Hobart Stars. Bird Farms. What? <laughs> Yo, all right. Yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, all right, uh, I think, I don't know. I might have said politics. I don't fucking know, but you said no. Nah, yeah. All right, so the last one, and this is a fill in the blank. Whiskey is my <laughs> my jailer. <laughs> my jail. Whiskey's your what? My jailer. Your jailer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. I think we got a new segment, man. That's fantastic. Yeah. I like Thank that you. segment. That's Thank actually you. a good segment. Thank you for playing, man. That was fucking fun. Yo, and shout out seriously to everybody that's in the tune that's tuning in in the comments, man. Like even if y'all are just getting on, like, yeah, we want y'all back next Sunday. We're going to do the do. Um, Marcus, you got anything? Oh, John, John, actually, I want to give you a last word before we all do our last words and, and sign out. Anything that's important to you that motherfuckers need to know about? Any organizations? Any anything? Anything? Thang, thangs they need to know about? Uh, yeah, I got two things for y'all. One is uh, if you uh, have ever been in New Orleans, if you ever want to come to New Orleans, right now go to the uh, Google uh, the Crew of Red Beans. Crew spelled with a K, K R E W E Red Beans. Uh, and that's natural for me. I knew I knew that. They're selling they're selling these new things called Bean Coin. What they are is basically you're gonna get uh, prepaid bar tabs essentially. It's like Bitcoin, but for drunk people. Well, kind of, yeah. But it's it's to, basically what they're doing is that they're raising this money. They're gonna give oh, them, what's it what's it called again? Crew of red beans, and they're gonna give them money to uh, basically stay closed so that the workers stay safe, but to make sure bartenders get paid. And the bartenders have not been getting paid in this country at all. And like they are a part of our culture. People like to pretend that bars are not a real cultural phenomena, and they are. They're a place that are very important to us as a as a people. And they need to be taken care of, and they're trying. And here, and when when it is safe to come back uh, to New Orleans, you can bring these co- these bean coins with you, and you can cash them in and get yourself some drinks. So, go buy some of those. That's my first thing. But my second thing is related, which is stay safe. Don't fucking do no stupid shit. Don't get COVID and don't die. Because I want to see all your trifling asses eventually at a bar someplace. I don't want to see. Oh, uh, I can't wait to come back, dude. Yeah, I, I cannot wait to come back. Like, 
Dude, shout out to you. Shout out to all of our DC, NOLA, extended family, Blas, Dre, Keisha, Kelly, um, Marcus. Mar- well, yeah, Marcus. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Fucking. So, I don't mean to Dylan Carpenter. Well, <laughs> that crew Dylan and Damon. Dylan and Damon. On Tuesday. What happened? Tuesday. Yell, Val. I'm yelling. I'm just fucking with you. I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> so they're doing a, a benefit here for the. A benefit? The... You said benefit? <laughs> <laughs> Just they're 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 really committed to the industry, like not just in the destination. I work on it. Can we post the link in the comments for that? Is that possible for for the for the viewing public? Can we put a link in the comments? They've legit been like they've raised money for for uh, restaurant workers. They've raised money for uh, uh, musicians for old like culture bearers. Oh shit. Shout out to Guy Fieri for doing a fucking ghost kitchen at yeah. fucking Buca de Beppo over oh, on so fucking late, Connecticut really? and Florida. Oh, fucking bringing some flavor town to DC. Right. Like, shout out to that oh, motherfucker. Yeah, you, you just now it. fucking realizing that? Yo, shut your whore mouth, Marcus. I'm just telling the people the fucking news. You could have brought it up weeks ago, but did you? Like no, I'm doing it right now. Yesterday and shit. That dude's all right, man. Right. Yo, what's still going on? What the fuck are you talking about? It is still happening now, Marcus. It is a thing that is ongoing. That is not, that is not cool to do. Don't do that. that was a I'm Donald sorry. Fine. Not I cool, apologize. Bro. I apologize. Unless... No, no. I apologize. Marcus, anyways, it is not old news because you have not told anybody about it. And so, therefore, I just broke that shit for that's all of you. And you know, I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop the answer. Yeah, and so wait, there was somebody else that also was uh, making a huge donation for DC service industry people. Is there no someone? Anyone? I Hello, don't. McFly. I don't know. I Bueller. Don't. Bueller. Bueller. There was some organization know, that was taking I'll all their. Do my outro. Stop yelling at me. I have do your outro. I really <laughs> Thank you, John, outro. for being on the show. John, I would love to have you back again. <laughs> yeah, you definitely got to come back and like sooner than later for real. Yeah. Like you need to be oh, on the semi regs. My birthday is on Friday. I ain't doing shit for my birthday this year, which is the first time in history. What so come back on the show and fucking be a misfit. Everybody's got to come to fucking New Orleans for my birthday. Dude, I we're not coming to New Orleans. We're not coming to New Orleans every year. We're not coming there for your birthday, but the Sunday of your birthday weekend, if you want to come on the show and fucking be drunk and yell profanities at us, we're totally into it. Yeah, I'm totally cool with that. I would we're be super so into it. You have no idea. And uh, Primus in the comments. <laughs> I'm gonna, Primus in the comments. I'm going to take a moment, raise the glass to KT. Kizzle, tizzle for shizzle, my nizzle. Let's Always and forever. What up, Nicole? Thank you for joining us. So my cousin Shannon, my Sunshine, really and the any, have, Go ahead, Marcus. Don't make me mute everybody. I don't have anything this week. Uh, basically, I think Rand Paul's a dick. I think anybody who fucking went against the Republican, or, every Republican who did what they did this week, you're a cunt. You're a piece of shit. 
Uh, anyway, I love everything we talked about this week. I love what Boo had to say. I love what John had to say. I love what Val had to say. What do I have to say? Yes, okay. Val, what you had to say as well. Very quickly. Um, <laughs> Apparently, Val's taking over my minute. So oh, Val, Val, Val didn't get a last word, bro. Come on. What are, you, what, what, what are we, heathens here? Well, I mean, we are heathens, but we're not savages. Uh, um, That's fair. Something, someone, organization that, that donated to the industry, right? So uh, we all talked about the Hope Hall helps here in D.C. that they've been doing a lot. Fuck all. Marcus. So, so what they, they've been doing a lot for the industry here in DC since I mean they were our they were guests the day before the pandemic shut down. Pandemics. Oh my Marcus god, Marcus, what the fuck is wrong with you? Shut up, dude. So, so, oh my god, what is wrong with you? I don't know what's wrong with him. Who fucking hurt you, bro? <laughs> This is meeting myself. I would do it, but we're on the same line. I'm feeling um, your pain, Val. So, Mr. Pina, instead of instead of buying a Super Bowl commercial, they donated $130,000 to DC Health. Thank you, Val. That was what I was thinking of. I appreciate you. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's important. Like, I know. So, personally, I might have a little issue with Paul, but like, but they've done a lot of things for our industry here in DC and they continue to do it even though you know we're like back and forth with the with the closures and everything they've really been um dedicated to providing meals for industry workers and Mr. Peanut has donated $130,000 to hook off so shout out to to planters and Mr. Peanut they're the best nuts in best nuts on the planet, y'all. Put them in your mouth. Yo nuts. And so for, so, Everything I love. so for Marcus and Val, before Marcus says some shit that gets us in trouble about the like I'm gonna be good tonight. I actually have nothing to say. I I'm actually really very good. I love yeah. everything about everybody. Boo, I love everything you did tonight. Val, everything you did tonight. John, everything you did tonight. And John, while Marcus, please. while Marcus still approves of the job that we've done, I'm gonna take this moment. <laughs> Tell everybody where you can be found, Marcus. I'm the pastoral chef everywhere. There you go, Val. Well, how about you? I am at Wait. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, the Instagram and on the Twitch, which oh, I'm not on. I'm barely on. And, and John Stan is at. Book. I am oh, at shit, Valerie Michelle Torres. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know. There's more. Work. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Yes, so much more. You don't know. <laughs> Katie Diedrich, I love you. <laughs> yeah. Yo, so yeah, I am at Crushing Boo. And for John Stanton at DC Big John, get yourself a faceful on the Twitter. Um, I'm going gonna... to go ahead and log off before this show gets even more. Bl- you're not going Thank anywhere you. yet. No, we're not doing you. We're uh, yeah. We're we're logging off. We are logging off, despite what Marcus thinks. They push me on, face me. It just never gets old. 